Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to share a special offer for our listeners, and it's called the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle. Hun, real quick, tell just a little bit about it before we get into the podcast. Yeah, the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle consists of four of my most popular programs and teaching packages combined. You get Christian Wife University, the Wisdom for Wives online conference, Five Days to a Better Marriage eCourse, Communication and Marriage Workshop, and a complimentary three-day, two-night stay in a deluxe hotel at any one of 50 locations in the U.S. Wait for it. For only $97. $97. Nice. You can find out more at jolienangle.com forward slash makeover. Now, while everyone's considering this opportunity to strengthen their marriage, uh, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. And then we'll have more information about this package at the end of the episode. Hi, I'm Eric Engel, here with my beautiful and talented wife, Jolene, for another... Hey, stop laughing at that. <laughs> for another episode of The Marriage Mentor. Okay, so in this episode, I got a letter from Melissa. And as you're listening into this podcast, please know that I read every single um, letter that comes my way. Um, obviously, as the ministry gets bigger, I don't have... Um, the the time to respond so we do the best we can with the podcast here to respond to your questions as you um, play them in um, leaving them on our our message machine there anyway so here's the question what do you do when you and your husband have a knockdown drag out fight where you have said ugly ugly things so both both husband and wife have said ugly things how do you forgive and forget I cannot forget his ugly words. They keep replaying over and over in my mind. Ugly words. Uh, yeah, words. Uh, what's that stupid little childhood saying? Stick. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may, they don't hurt me. Right. That's a lie. Or names will not, never yeah, hurt me. Yeah, right. that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of the enemy right there. Because they do hurt. And Well, the, the premise of that saying is, you know, I'm going to be tough and I'm not going to let it hurt me. But... In they marriage, do, that's not a good that's not a good viewpoint to take. And and the first thing I would say, and I want you guys to hear this, if you can, don't say those things. Right. I mean, just you know what? Uh, bite your tongue, go out, jump in the pool, walk away. Get in your car and drive away. Yeah, beat Gee, your I've done that. I, <laughs> You know, but don't say that stupid stuff. Well, and in her defense, here's not all of us come from a mellow Christian home. I did not come from that. I came from a home filled with rage. We slammed doors, cursed the whole nine yards. So when I get saved, I'm like, okay, so what what do I do with what's been imprinted on my my brain and how I responded before? Now, here's the beauty. We have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. If you claim to be a believer in Christ Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit within you. Now, that was all fine and dandy for me as a new believer, but how do I connect the dots of, all right, I'm reading my Bible and you're you're making me fuming mad and I don't understand everything. And I remember, I can remember times when I was so bent out of shape that I'm like, keep your mouth shut, keep your mouth shut. But, you know. I, I have never upset yeah, you. Yeah, you've never upset me. <laughs> well, so here's the deal. And, you know, I started with the, 
with the end at the beginning to not say that stuff. Right. But obviously the question is, what do you do when the words are said? They've been said. Okay. And, They've been and, said. And, well, so let's give a pre-teaching. Here's some preventative teaching. We're going to do both. Let's, let's say, hey, you know, you've moved into marriage and maybe you came from a household like I did where rage was the norm. Things were thrown and, and, and all of that stuff. Jerry Springer type show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, keep your mouth shut. Keep it shut, keep it shut, keep it shut, and... Well, and, and here's a great uh, picture to to put in your mind. It's like pointing a loaded gun at someone when you say those things. Right. Okay? Yeah. Would you really do that? Would you pull out a loaded gun and point it at your husband or your wife? Right, right. You wouldn't do that. And so remember that when you're about to say those things, it's like pointing a loaded gun. Do not do that. Well, and once the words go out, they're gone. You can't take them back. And I've said words that I couldn't take back, but I've also, I also had, and this didn't come from you, but I can remember a family member calling me a whore. I still remember that to this day. And that was probably, well, over 20 years ago, because I've been saved now for almost that long. So again, the preventative teaching is as a woman and as a man, if you're listening in, go for a walk, go for a drive. I've gotten in the car before in our early year of mar- early years of marriage because I'm like, I don't know how to handle this, but I do know I can't take the words back. So okay. so how do we get over so it? So how do we get over it? Okay, so here are some things that I've done. Okay, my first thought is let me stick it right back in your face because that is my flesh. My flesh is you've hurt me, so I want to turn around and hurt you, but that won't solve the issue nor will it make my marriage better so my challenge to you is a couple things i want you to look to the end to the type of marriage you want because if you keep doing the same thing over and over you're going to have the same type of marriage today that you did that you did last week right okay so if you want a better marriage you have to start retraining your process of of how you think and so this is what i've done i'd have i go back to scripture because scripture is the only thing that will bring that um salve is that the word bomb yeah to my soul like when you when you say something and and i'm hurt by it the healing medicine the healing yes um i think about ephesians four thirty two: be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as christ and as god and christ forgave you and i can look at that verse and say Psh, i'm not doing any of that because you know you're not acting that way kind of like the tit for tat but that's not going to get me to the type of marriage I want. Well, so I have to look at that verse and say to me, to myself, I need to forgive him. I need to forgive you. Well, and the Bible teaches that if you don't, then God's not going to forgive you. <laughs> right, right. So there's there's a clause in that as well. So I have to look at if I make this choice to not forgive you, then my prayer life is hindered and, and Christ hasn't forgiven me. And it's just like, okay, those two things right there, that that's not an option. So I'm really quick to forgive Eric. Now, the forgetting part. Well, uh, and she says, how can I forget his ugly words? I think part of that would be to realize that uh, he's probably been hurt too. Oh, yeah. You know, there's probably been some ugly words on yeah. the other side. Yeah, there. I would imagine both have slung ugly words. Now, I'm not responding to this um, listener as if there's emotional and verbal abuse. I'm reading this as we both had an argument. We said some ugly things. Okay, obviously, if there's... Um, emotional and ver- verbal abuse that are habitual in your marriage, you need to go seek further biblical counsel and walk with someone. Well, I, I and I think the first thing would be to go and, as you would approach the Lord, look, I'm rotten. 
Right. Okay. And if you approach your spouse like, "Hun, I'm rotten. I am sinful, and I was wrong." Okay. And then ask for forgiveness. If you if you just like forget it or, or try to brush it under the rug or, oh, time will take care of it. No, you got to take that active, that active role and say, I'm rotten. And frankly, if you live your life with the premise of you are rotten. Like Job, I am vile. Right. Uh, favorite, favorite verse because, uh, you know, God asked, uh, Job was griping about things and God said, Oh, really? Tell me how I do this, and tell me how I do that, and how about this? And Job's response was, I am vile. And he, and he certainly was, and is. You know, we're, we're all vile. Well, and then you've got the Apostle Paul, who refers to himself as the chief of sinners. So I think for me, as a woman who naturally, my emotions and words, they, what you say to me could deeply wound me. But I always have to go back to Scripture and, and recognize well, where do I fall short? Because I do fall short. And I'm sure I probably said something to you that, you know, stung a little bit and I could, you know, fling the, spew the venom right back on you. And then like, as you said, recognizing your part in it. When I recognize my part in my sin and I go to you and say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Here's something that happens in the influence of a wife when she does this. If you make the first move to ask him to forgive you for the words you've said, how, how would you respond if I came to you and we had some big fight, some big blow up, and then I came back and I apo- I was the first to apologize? You usually are. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you, you usually are the first to apologize because because I'm probably more stubborn than you are. Uh, but you're a forgiving woman, which is one of the reasons that I that I married you. But that's another story, you know. But but the fact that that you come first and say, I'm sorry, I, I feel like a heel. Right. You, know, I've, right. you know, I feel like a jerk because I was probably the one that was more to blame. Well, and that's a perfect example, though, of how the Holy Spirit comes in and convicts you. So a wife doesn't really have to do anything to a husband other than what is the word of God asking me to do? What is the Holy Spirit prompting me to do? Okay, so if I just as a woman sit back and do what the word says or what the Holy Spirit is convicting me to do and I go do it, then you have the movement in the marriage the way that God intended. Right. And and normally we see people pointing the finger at the other person. Right. Okay. So it, it was him or it was her. I'm, you know, they wronged me. They hurt me. And the Bible, the Bible calls us to deal with our own sin first right you know uh, take care of the log in our own eye before we go after someone's speck in their eye right right we don't need to be the sin sniffer but as a wife who's struggling she's replaying you're playing right into the enemy's hands as you're putting his ugly words on repeat your husband's ugly words on repeat and that's what the enemy wants you to do he's like ha ha I caught her, I got her, and now she's sucked up in all of this. As opposed to, okay, wife, let me challenge you. You be the forgiving wife. Choose to be a forgiving wife regardless of what your husband does or doesn't do. And then the next thing is you choose to renew your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world is to be unforgiving, okay, and to be bitter and to hold a grudge, okay? Right. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when I'm struggling with stuff that Eric's telling me, I could put that on repeat 
Or I could look at him with best intentions and say, you know what, he's just rotten like I am and, you know. Well, and the Bible talks about not keeping a record of wrongs. Right. And, and here's what happens. If you forget what's behind and press forward like Paul talked about and you don't spend your time keeping a record of wrongs, uh, things go so much better. I remember one of our worst arguments was when we were in a Bible study and they said, think back about a time when you had uh, an argument. And I don't know what it was, but it was really stupid because we couldn't, we couldn't think about anything. And then we came up with one time. Oh, yeah, remember that time? We had a huge argument. And we got in an <laughs> argument about it. It was so stupid because we had put that behind. Right. We had forgotten about right. that. We had <clears throat> laid it to rest. And we went back and dug it up like right. some dog digs up, you know. Or returns to its vomit. Right. Well, and it was funny because the intentions of, of the Bible study was to draw us closer, but they used an unbiblical premise to do that. Then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. We're now at odds with each other because they asked us to do something that was contrary to the Word of God. And we decided we're never going to do that yeah, again. Yeah, we threw the Bible study in the trash and we didn't go back. So anyways, but that that's... That's a different topic, but you've got to renew your mind. You have to go back and say, oh, and when you talked about Paul and his verse about forgetting uh, what was behind, forgetting the verb tense is an ongoing thing. Right. So whether it was the words your husband said, or for me, it was my sexual past, I had to go back to um, forgetting. It was an ongoing thing that I'm like, okay, Lord, your word says this, and I'm going to choose this. Okay. I'm being decisive to choose God's word over how I'm feeling because the enemy will use those feelings and, and just use it to wreak oh, havoc in sure. marriage. Sure, he did that to Jesus. How do you feel? You feel hungry? Hey, look at these stones. Turn them into bread. Right, right. You know, so absolutely. Be, be a decisive wife, a forgiving wife, and a wife who um, renews her mind. And so that's how you could um, move past this because it's an ongoing thing in every marriage. Now, you, Eric and I might not be you know, having ugly words on a regular basis because we tried early on in our marriage to not do that. But we will have arguments. And so I have to decide, okay, am I going to let this stew in my heart or am I going to deal with it and move on? Okay. And the best thing for every marriage is deal with it and move on, but always deal with it in a biblical way. Well, and it either comes to building up your house or tearing it down. Right. Right. So that's pretty much all I got for that. That's excellent. All right, I'm Jolena Engel, here with my husband Eric, and we will see you next time.